Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in the world. Really excited to have Dr. Kurt Newman on the show today. Dr. Kurt Newman is the CEO at Children's National Health System in Washington, D.C. He is also the author of Healing Children, of which that he's going to speak about some really interesting points when it comes to pediatrics and children's care. But most importantly, I don't want to steal his thunder. Dr. Newman, welcome to the show and thank you for making time. Well, thank you, Anthony. It's great to be here. Great, great. Well, well, again, thanks, thanks, to, thanks uh, for being on the show. What's really important always, we always start off is, you know, origin stories. You know, you're, you're doing a lot of great things in health today for children, for pediatrics. You've helped so many children, so many family, so many families out there. But tell us a little bit on how you got started. What's your or- origin story? Tell us the series of events that have led you to where you're at today. Well, in your introduction, uh, you very nicely mentioned that I'm CEO of this great hospital, Children's Hospital in Washington, D.C. But most of my career, I wasn't a CEO. In fact, I've only been the CEO of the hospital for seven years. Uh, most of my uh, career was as a surgeon, as a pediatric surgeon. So that's really the, the origin story. In, in a sense, I've had two origins. Uh, so the first origin was uh, going through medical school and you know, I, I knew I wanted to be a doctor, but wasn't sure what kind of doctor. And uh, I was getting toward the end of medical school, and I was thinking, well, maybe I'll, uh, you know, I like the heart. I'll probably be a cardiologist. And then I had a situation, my own personal health situation, which was that I had a cancer. I had a thyroid cancer. And I here I am at my own medical school needing treatment. And I had surgery and I had a terrific surgeon and I was cured. And it just opened up this whole vista of what a great surgeon could do, what my surgeon did for me. And there was this whole uh, idea of being able to diagnose a problem and then solve it. And it was about solutions. So it really appealed to me. And I decided at that point to go into surgery and pursued a residency in surgery. I was fortunate enough to get a spot in one of the great surgery programs in the country in Boston at the Brigham and Women's Hospital and went up uh, to do that residency. But I didn't know much about pediatrics or children. I'd had the rotations, but I didn't know anything really about especially a pediatric surgery. And that was the case until I had a rotation at the Boston Children's Hospital. And again, it just opened up this whole new vista, which was surgery on children and working with kids, working with families, solving problems, uh, but having this big impact on children, uh, using the same sort of approaches to solutions but it just uh, captivated me. And so at that point I decided, okay, now I've found my really my true calling, which was to pursue a career in pediatric surgery, which I did and that's what brought me to Washington DC. And so I uh, was going to do a, what was a, a, a two, supposed to be a two year fellowship at the Children's Hospital here in Washington. And I've never left the hospital 
uh, that I, uh, you know, a, a, in terms of being on the staff, I'm uh, still there after 30 years. Love building a practice, doing uh, uh, a lot of just in meeting, working with a lot of really smart people and uh, doing research and teaching. And then, you know, the second origin when I guess it's my, uh, my rebirth in a way, was seven years ago, I had the opportunity to become the CEO of the hospital and take a lot of the things I'd learned uh, as a surgeon and also as a patient, I guess, uh, but as a surgeon and taking care of kids and, and uh, the opportunity to make our hospital focused on children, families at the center of it, and then also bring the doctor's perspective to managing a hospital. And so that's what I've been doing for seven years, and I'm loving it. No, that's that's great. Um, really appreciate um, your background, where you've been, and obviously, you know, you, you've in your book, Healing Children, you've been able to reflect a lot of these stories, right, and your experiences along the way. You also recently had a TED Talk where um, you speak about some of these points uh, on on these elements of you know what you see in your experiences. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the things you're working on today, maybe a topic or two that you're really passionate about that maybe you know could present itself to some greater possibilities in the future. Um, so what, what, what would be something that you're working on today or something you're seeing in health that has you really excited and, and passionate today? Well, there's just so many amazing frontiers in, in medicine and particularly in pediatric medicine. And I'm glad you mentioned my TED Talk because uh, one of the things that I've gotten a little frustrated about is there is so much potential and there's just these great uh, frontiers and problems and issues in front of us, uh, but we're not investing enough in our children. And whether that's research or the care or the education, you know, I, it really is something that I think is backwards where we ought to be doing more because these are, you know, this is our future and there's so much potential for our children. One of the areas that uh, really I've spent a lot of time thinking about, and when I was thinking about being CEO, you know, the board asked me, they said, what do you, you know, where do you want to concentrate? We, we know you're a great uh, advocate for surgery, you're a surgeon, uh, but what are you going to do more broadly than that? And my answer was uh, that, uh, and it's an area I'm really passionate around, is, is around mental health. And there's so many uh, children and families that are impacted by mental health issues and behavioral health issues in children. Almost 20% of children will have some type of mental or behavioral health issue mm -hmm. uh, while they're a child or a teenager. And you just think about that. That's one in five. And many of them, it won't even be uh, from the time where they start showing symptoms or problems or issues. It's on average about eight years till they get uh, diagnosed. And even then, a lot of children and families, they don't get the help they need. So that's an area I think that we can do more and be sure that we have enough resources and we're doing enough research and we have enough providers. I mean, there's part of our city in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. but there's not a psychiatrist or a psychologist for children. Just think about that. Mm. So uh, uh, there. You know, it's, it's, so it is something I'm, I'm passionate about. I think one of the other problems with those areas is that 
there's a certain stigma about it. Right. People don't really want to talk about it. Maybe they're ashamed. But these are diseases. These are things we can uh, tackle. And I think as we do more research and find solutions and cures, we're going to be thinking about in the future, I think, mental health the same way we might think now about uh, appendicitis or, uh, you know, some of the uh, pneumonia or some of the common diseases that we figured out how to treat and cure. I mean, that's my great dream. Right. But it takes some discipline and strategy and investment. Uh, and, and, but I know, I know our country can do it. So that's why I'm optimistic. Uh, but it's time to get started. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, you know, along those lines, right? So reducing the stigmatization of it, if there's a parent listening to this episode and they have some sort of, um, you know, gosh, you know, I think my, my son or daughter may have something, some mental thing going on. What's the one piece of like advice you would have for them, like as a first step, which it feels like the first step is always like the most awkward and requires the most bravery. But what would you, what do you typically, you know, would say to a parent that, that, that may have that in front of them? Well, that's a a superb question. And I think my answer would be is, is don't be afraid to talk to someone you trust about it. Right. And that's someone that, that you trust. It might be the teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be uh, uh, the minister or the rabbi. It might be uh, a, a close friend. Uh, and it certainly might be the pediatrician because they, uh, I think when you uh, are able to have a conversation and say, well, you know, I'm just worried about this. This doesn't seem quite right. And if, and if you get a, a no or you get, sort of not uh, appreciated, don't let go. Mm-hmm. Just always take no uh, for, for the answer or somebody brushing you off. And I think that's one of the points of my, my book, Healing Children, that you mentioned, is that uh, the parents' intuition and, and mothers, fathers, uh, you know, it's so often right. There's so many times that that deep intuition that there is something wrong Trust it, mm-hmm. really trust it, and uh, I found that in many, many occasions. And you know, the my book is about stories from my career as a surgeon, but they're meant to illustrate uh, how being an advocate uh, for your child is important, and how preparing yourself for uh, situations, whether it's an emergency, and knowing where the the children's hospital is it's got an emergency room for children or knowing where the mental health resources are that you might need or where a complicated if you you know these things uh, are things you can actually educate yourself before anything happens mm-hmm. if, uh, with children so that in the middle of the crisis you're not trying to uh, figure it all out while you're dealing with with your child and I think that's one of the Uh, main things I try and tell people is, look, you're doing a lot of stuff and research and spending a lot of time thinking about where your kid's going to go to school or maybe uh, you're driving them three hours to a a soccer game or, you know, all the things uh, that a lot of us do for our kids. Spend that same kind of time, attention and thought going forward around their health. Mm -hmm. It'll be really a valuable uh, investment of time. 
Super helpful. I appreciate that. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners that have children. I mean, I, I have a child and, um, you know, it's something you always just, you know, think about. And, and so really appreciate that, that blueprint um, that I think helps a, a ton. On a, on a flip side to it, on the inverse, right, when we're talking about mental health, uh, what's really fascinating is, you know, you, you, you've come from the pediatric world, you know, you were in that world, you know, um, operating on, on children for so long, healing children directly. And now obviously you're the CEO, lots of more administrative functions, a lot of more leadership functions. Let's just say you had a, a group of uh, the next 10 CEOs or budding CEOs or soon to be CEOs of children's hospitals. Obviously the dynamics of running a children's hospital is a lot different than a, um, a, um, a general hospital. What advice, what insights have you seen? What words of wisdom would you parlay to or, or, or convey to this new group of CEOs for hospital, a children's hospital CEOs? Uh, well, great question. And, you know, I, I was asking myself that myself <laughs> when I was uh, uh, taking on this role because mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't gone to business school. I hadn't done a lot of the things that people do now to uh, uh, prepare themselves for uh, a management career, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'd, I'd gotten that management degree on the job, and I'd taken care of kids, uh, you know, in, in, in the operating room, as you mentioned, but at night, on the weekends, in the emergency department, knew how clinics work, knew how re- referrals worked, and, and, and how the where the hospital fit into the community. So I had this really uh, sort of frontline mentality of uh, how things could work. I also knew that uh, I could judge talent pretty well, I thought, mm-hmm. and, uh, that I wanted it to make up for the areas that I wasn't strong in. I wanted to re- have a really uh, terrific team, and wh- whether it was finance or operations. But the biggest thing, Anthony, what, that I thought I could bring to it was what I was observing and I've seen in a lot of hospitals and health systems and, and organizations uh, uh, dealing with, with health was that all too often, the, the clinical operations, the doctors, the nurses, the taking care of the patients and, and the taking care of the families, all of that seemed to be serving the business objectives of the organization. Mm-hmm. So they were all kind of designed and everything was working to maximize the, the pro, not, well, not necessarily the profits, but the uh, the margins and the, the businesses, the business side of things. And I had this idea that I really wanted to turn that around and make sure that the operations and the finance and everything uh, that in, in terms of managing uh, the hospital was serving the clinical objectives. That's why that's there is mm-hmm. to serve the patients and families and the doctors and nurses and that it, in many cases, had gotten upside down. And I kept telling people, if we do that, and if we really uh, get good results, good quality, uh, at the and are at the top of our game in, in how we're uh, caring for patients and how we're treating uh, children and, and the environment we create, that the, that the finances would follow. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. sure everybody believed me, I'm not, there were times I'm not even sure I believed it myself, but I said it enough times and it, and we 
I, I uh, recruit a bunch of people that believe the same thing, a chief operating officer who's a nurse, a chief legal counsel uh, who's a nurse, uh, put some top leadership that were doctors, uh, along with me being a, a doctor, and then having obviously some really strong people in the finance and operations world. And we put the uh, uh, these plans into place and it started uh, to take off and our trajectory uh, has just been upward. Uh, we've never been stronger uh, uh, financially, and the uh, the connection with the uh, doctors, nurses, the employees. I mean, people can feel it, and the community can feel it. Uh, so that's what would be my best advice: is really put the uh, uh, the patient, the, in our case, the children and the families, at the apex, along with the doctors and nurses, and have all of the. Uh, operations and finance business objectives serve serve those people mm. super super helpful yeah no thank you for that the, your insight there and you know along those lines or I guess one thing you mentioned earlier that that I'm, I'm kind of curious about personally and then we have a lot of uh, you know soon to be medical students medical students listening to the show now when you mentioned about assessing talent Maybe what, what's one or two things that you look at talent that were, were, you know, could this person be a great professional physician in a children's hospital setting? What's one or two things that you really look for? Uh, I'd say um, uh, uh, really look for curiosity and mm. uh, hunger to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love people that are not super specialized, but have broad interests so that mm -hmm. they really are, uh, in a sense, uh, people uh, persons and that they're engaged and they have a, uh, you know, a, just a positive outlook and, and personal personality and they're learners. They're not, they're, they're, they're hungry, I guess. Uh, also love people that are uh, creative and innovative and not just, uh, and maybe have a little courage there thrown in to do uh, something that uh, might seem a little edgy, but I like uh, having an organization that's, uh, although we're all about safety and quality and making sure we're getting the best outcomes, we're, we're nimble and we're, you know, looking for better ways of doing things. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but I sort of know it when I see right. it. Or, or right. feel it. And then I think a, a great sense of humor is always uh, a must. So uh, absolutely, that, that that's kind of my package. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, it's uh, if I'm hearing a lot of things, a lot of these, you know, Dr. Newman sound like soft skills, right? And empathy and, and, and curiosity and people that ask good questions. But um, you know, and we'll, we'll link to your your TED talk too. Um, you know, in the show notes here. But I, I, you had a, a great example of Tyler, which wasn't the patient, right? He was the, he was the, uh, or he's the, he was the father of the child. And, you know, I think the nuances that it took to, right, to, to, you have to coordinate all these interesting conversations and psychologies between the child and the parent, you know, it takes an interesting skill set. So just something I kind of noticed, um, you know, it's, it's like a different skill set uh, of a physician and doctor in this field. So it, it's a blessing that you're championing. Um, not just uh, the way of doing this and recruiting for it, but um, promoting the mindset, right? And, and it's really exciting. Um, Dr. Newman, along those lines, um, tell us a little bit, you hit, you hinted on some really interesting topics um, so far, some things that are really exciting you these days, but tell us your vision of the future. What has you, um, 
I, I like what you said about tack, diseases to be tackled, right? Diseases should be tackled and the mental side, um, you know, should be looked at as a disease and we should tackle those and we should be fearless about doing so. But what's something else about the future that has you excited? Tell us your vision of the future that you'd like to see come to fruition. Well, again, I'll uh, uh, center and focus on uh, children and, and pediatric medicine. And what I see coming in, in, in the mental and behavioral health may play into this uh, uh, as well, is that a lot of the diseases we think of as adult diseases, more and more we're learning can be uh, uh, tackled and positive uh, uh, solutions created uh, in childhood and maybe even before uh, uh, babies are, are born. And what I mean by that is that with the advances in genetics and uh, imaging, where you can uh, image uh, a baby's brains before they're born and see the growth and development, or you can learn the genetics of, of uh, babies uh, early on uh, when, uh, when they're born. Uh, we have the capability of identifying who is at risk for some of the chronic diseases that we think of as adult diseases. An example might be uh, heart disease. Another example might be uh, mental illness. Think about if we could detect that early and then uh, put a solution into place and whether that's a medication or whether it's uh, uh, some other type of technological uh, uh, therapy, gene therapy. Uh, but think about the advantage of being able to stamp that out early so that they, uh, the person doesn't have to go through all of the uh, pain, suffering of something like diabetes, for example, or maybe it's asthma. Those are some childhood diseases. Or if we take it a step further, maybe it's uh, heart disease or, or, or cancers or whatever. So I think, you know, thinking earlier and earlier about making uh, diagnoses and, and, and doing the research. And I think that is critical. We have got to do and stay strong mm -hmm. on doing uh, uh, research uh, into these uh, areas because there's so much promise. Right. And it would just be uh, so sad not to take advantage of the scientific uh, community, all of the uh, great uh, you know, the great medical schools, the great research universities, uh, the companies that, that we have, this whole infrastructure, uh, why not put that to even greater use to find uh, these solutions? So I'm really excited about that type of frontier. On the other side, I see uh, that we talked about the soft skills, but the the, uh, the opportunity to improve our care. And maybe there's technology that helps us do that, where, where there's telemedicine and, you know, answers and quick answers for people uh, so they don't have to stand in line or wait uh, for appointments or whatever. They get immediate answers. I think, uh, I see, I, I'm just so optimistic about the future and mm -hmm. our, our ability to take uh, on the one hand, the science, and then on the other side, the art of medicine, and really come up uh, with great breakthroughs and, and solutions. 
Much appreciated. Yeah, no, it's I, I really, I really, your your vision of the future really resonates with me, and and you know, kudos to to everything you're doing and have done, and the bravery that you you know set forth and the leadership in this area. You know, uh, caring for children, healing children, um, you know, requires a lot of heroics and bravery, and so we appreciate you not just doing it hands on for so long, but now you know, setting processes at a more scalable way to do so, and then obviously through your TED talk through your book, um, you know, really projecting out these thoughts. And so really, really appreciate what you're doing um, in, in, in the healthcare space. Um, Dr. Newman, thank you so much for your time. Um, and, you know, I want to be sensitive to it, of course. What would be a good way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they would like to interact with you or engage with you? Well, I, uh, I do have a, a medium, uh, what, do, what do we call it now, a medium page. And... Uh, I'll uh, uh, have to get you the, the detail on that, Anthony. It, it's, uh, but I'm happy to answer questions or be in contact with, with people. Uh, as you said, uh, getting the word out uh, through my book, Healing Children, or through my uh, TED Talk, which uh, you know, uh, you'll have a link to and is, is on YouTube. Uh, is to get the word out about the special value of children and children's medicine and through stories from my career. And uh, there's a a lot of other resources on uh, my Medium page, which is https uh, medium.com backslash Kurt dash Newman. Got it. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. No, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, you know, love your medium posts. I was, you know, going through a few of them while we were on the show here, just glancing at them. And then, so we'll link to your, your medium, um, page on the show notes. And then furthermore, you have your healing children book. Uh, and to my understanding, uh, the proceeds of that book go towards a, a foundation to my understanding as well. So, you know, we'll link to that and that's available on Amazon, correct? That's right. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's uh, the foundation supports research into uh, pediatric medicine. I didn't, the, the real uh, a profit or value here is not for me. It was really to uh, give people a tool to find the best medical care for their kids. And uh, that's, there's a segment at the back of the book that really is a very concise way of uh, trying to find, you know, the, the, the ideas uh, for getting that type of care for their children, uh, whether it's a specialist, a children's hospital. Uh, and uh, I so appreciate this opportunity to, to talk about that today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Newman, this was great to have you on. Really appreciate it. Love to have you back as you work on further projects, work on further things and just share you know, more of your stories. And to our listeners out there, number one is get Dr. Newman's book, rated five stars on Amazon, but um, but most importantly, engage with uh, Dr. Newman through his blog, through his Medium posts, and he has his contact information on there as well. Um, again, to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for people that have a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And Dr. Newman, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your thought leadership. And furthermore, thank you for just your leadership in the healthcare space and the pediatric space. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Anthony, and and thank you to all your uh, listeners and followers. Uh, It's great to be a a part of this community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Much appreciated, Dr. Newman. Thanks so much.